Welcome back to another episode of the Photographers Keeping It Real podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we jump into today's episode. So the latest round of the awards are out. Um, you can go and see all the winning images over on the website right now. Thank you again to everyone who enters and keeps entering, as well as those uh, who have judged, everyone who just supports the awards in general. Um, just an, another incredible round, some amazing images. And yeah, just thank you to everyone who keeps keeps going with those. Um, I also launched a new feature, so the first of the guest interview. So this will be a monthly thing um, where I speak to a photographer to start with about shooting. So anything to do with photography, really, um, obviously documentary in general. Um, in this one, it's the wonderful Matteo Carter, uh, who was fearless number one for 2022. So, yeah, clearly knows a lot about awards. We talk about his approach, um, entering awards. We look through some of his images and talk about how he approaches a wedding day and the couple and some just really interesting stuff in there. Like I really enjoyed it. So yeah, you can go in if you remember, uh, log in, go into the learn section of the PKR website, uh, watch that back. Let me know what you think as well. Like, did you find it useful? Um, yeah, just give me some feedback because we're going to be doing them every month. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to doing more of those. On today's episode, I'm speaking to Dom and Liam from York Place Studios. I feel like they don't need much of an introduction. Um, everyone probably knows who they are, but um, if for some reason you don't, um, all the links are below. So go and check out their website, Instagram. Um, we're talking today predominantly about their book. So they have launched a book, um, comes out sort of in July, but pre-orders are available now. If you head over to seeminglyinsignificant.com, you can find out all the details, you can pre-order and they'll be coming out in July. So yeah, we talk a lot about the book. If you do want a signed copy as well, um, give the podcast a listen because you'll hear um, Dom talk about how you might be able to get a signed copy. So um, so yeah, we look at the book obviously in detail. So we talk a bit about why they have written a book in the first place. Um, we talk a bit about self-publishing and yeah, just a little bit of uh, behind the curtains really into the, the world of creating a book, which I found really interesting. Um, and I know I'm excited to see it. So, but we also talk about their original influences. We talk about transitioning from a more traditional or kind of, you know, just shooting a little bit of everything in a more standard way to being heavily documentary. We talk about their street photography and influences from street and, and sort of practicing the documentary style on the street. We look at tips on composition, layered images, we talk about showing what you want to shoot and how that attracts the right clients who love what you do and it gives you that freedom to create those images. We talk about uh, the dance floor and sort of no flash on the dance floor, how that creates the ambient. And um, we go into a little bit of detail on some tips for that and things, which again, I found really interesting. Um, we don't talk about gear that much on this podcast. Um, if you listen to other episodes, it rarely comes up. But um, myself, Dom and Liam are all obviously massive Fuji fans. So um, yeah, we do talk just a tiny bit about... Um, Fuji's latest camera, how amazing it is, um, and yeah, how that helps on the dance floor. So a little bit of that in there. We talk about speaking at events. Um, so the Nine Dots Gathering, just uh, the, or the team at Nine Dots have just announced that Dom and Liam will be speaking at the gathering this year in November. So yeah, there's a link below for that if you want to grab a ticket. I don't want to say exclusive because it might not be, but um, yeah, Dom and Liam just say sort of one of the parts of their talk, what they're going to be um, talking about and, and things like that. So yeah, if you're interested in that, if you're coming to the gathering and want to know what they're talking about, give us a listen. And yeah, just thanks as always, everyone who listens. Thank you for all the support. And yeah, let's jump into the show. Photographers keeping it real. Photographers keeping it real. This is our podcast. We've never done this before We practice just a little bit 
So we apologize, yeah. It's a bad shit, I know it's so good. Oh, yeah. Photographers keeping it real. We keep it real, cause we like the way that it feels. So in this episode, I welcome the world-famous documentary wedding photography duo and now authors, Dom and Liam from York Place Studios. Welcome to the podcast, you two. Oh, thank you. Hi. Hi. How are you both? Yeah, good. I mean, it's very, very warm, but um, but enjoying it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're pretty good. Pretty, yeah, it's been, been a, good. It's been, been a great, very, yeah, really great two weeks. So yeah, we're very, we're excited. Yeah, you guys, are you back shooting quite a lot at the moment? Have you timed it so you're not shooting too much around sort of book launch or is that too clever of me to think that that might have been a good uh, idea? We actually have done that. We have done that, yeah. yeah. So we, shot, <laughs> we shot a lot in uh, early in the year and then starting in, what is it, week now? Yeah, week? week now. Yeah, week now week it starts, yeah, it's off again. Yeah. But we've got we've had a few weeks kind of break to be able to really concentrate on getting the book launched we kind of knew that it needed to be around this time so we were kind of focusing on I mean it's, you know it's been pretty intense the, the past month maybe oh yeah to, to well, get I mean, it all finished the past like two or three years it's actually been pretty intense because yeah. every time every time we had a break from weddings it was like straight back to the book you know it was like there hasn't been really we were joking about it but there hasn't really been a break um, um we've been we've been working on that at any kind of moment that we've had <laughs> to make sure we get it all done and we really wanted it to be released um we, we've actually we've kept to all our schedules which is pretty remarkable <laughs> yeah. um and we're yeah we can't wait to get into people's hands now yeah i mean even deadlines with digital things is tricky so i imagine with something where it's like print based and i imagine there's a lot of backwards and forwards with things and final checks and and then obviously yes. physically like actually sort of getting it launched and everything it's probably yeah, it's quite good to stuck to that, really. Yeah, the, the checks have been a bit of a surprise, but how long it's, it takes, really. I mean, you kind of know that, like, going through it and checking the every last detail, but still, it's it's actually crazy how many mistakes that you will pick up. Because mm. after a while, you've read it so often that you stop seeing it. Um, and even, like, the design process going through that. So we've had, like, lots of family members go through it and, you know, let them find any errors that they find in it you know spelling or whatever definitely they're all really good at grammar yeah they are like so... we've got a lot of educated family so yeah. it's, really, it's really useful actually yeah. um, and then all the kind of like the trying to figure out the ispn numbers and getting printers um looking at sizes looking at weight like there's a lot to it that you wouldn't expect you, you write a book oh easy no <laughs> not easy but it is really rewarding and um and it's been a really fun i think one of the hmm. best things we've done in terms of kind experience of the experience yeah. yeah i'd say it's been a really good experience yeah which is you know part of it really do you know what i mean just the actual experience of doing something is is as important as anything collating everything together like or everything we've ever said you know like in workshops and talks things that we've said together like put all that all that in one place was 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 a lot of work but it, it feels really good to have like you know all the quotes we've ever said to each other or put in talks or and just have everything in one place mm. I mean, it started i guess the, the the idea of the book started in 2020 but i think we kind of joked about it before about oh maybe we should do this but it, yeah. it, it seemed um almost impossible the thought of doing a book mm -hmm. it just took like a crazy idea um but then you know we'd been doing so when did we first start doing like talks? For um, 
I think it was 2017. 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, in 2017, we started the, the process of kind of, I guess, moving into doing more education or starting education, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a really interesting experience because you start to – a lot of what you do is kind of instinctual. So figuring out why you do certain things and how you're doing it and then trying to, I guess – you know, put that into not just a book, but talks and let people understand your kind of thought processes. You start to understand, you've got to understand your own thought processes to begin with. It was, yeah, there was a lot of work that just went into doing those talks. And that naturally led to a point where it's like, okay, I think actually there's a book in this for us that we can actually produce something that could be helpful for the photographers. Because we, we'd always find that the thing that we enjoyed the most about photography was the the quiet periods during a wedding where it didn't appear to be anything particular going on. There wasn't a, um, like, it wasn't a very event part of the day because mm-hmm. weddings, all weddings have a kind of, I guess, a, a natural story that goes through it, you know, the, the morning preparations, the ceremony, the dancing. Um, but there's a lot of the wedding where there isn't necessarily anything that's um, clear to focus on. It's not like a big beat of the wedding day. So those small moments those small kind of like quiet parts of the wedding were our favorites and that was always the question that we got the most when we were doing kind of mentorships or workshops it was always so you know how am I going to tackle these kind of moments what do I do when there's nothing going on so we thought okay let's let's focus on that let's you know let's make a book about that essentially so yeah that's what we've been doing yeah that was like the initial kind of kind of thought process of it wasn't it It was kind of like oh we're going to do it on the basically the the nothing parts of the wedding day um but then it's kind of it's sort of grown there's like three sections there's mentality then there's method um, and then there's seemingly insignificant which is a, a section that you just have to read to really but it's it's about bringing things from from your from within from yourself and the method section is through the the entirety of a like a wedding day the, the getting ready ceremony yada yada um all those kind of parts of it but we it's from our perspective of how we do it but the reception part of the of the book is a particularly large part <laughs> because it's the part where people go well what do you do at the reception you know that's you know it's it's so difficult this there's, there's, it's like there's so many things going on you have to like find the scenes like pull them pull them apart like spaghetti I guess you know <laughs> rather than just like going you can get overwhelmed at the reception but when you when you, you stop doing that and you actually see the positives in it it can be the best part of the day for us it's always the best part of the day mm. we always kind of look at in the schedule we're like oh how long have we got for the reception you know and if we've got like three hours ah, oh, amazing <laughs> yeah i mean you do become quite well known for your kind of layered shots almost of like you say there's just so much interest but then nothing happening at the same time in a weird way isn't it? it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like there's so much yeah. going on but like you say it's not a it's not confetti or a portrait or a you know like say the ceremony or the classic weddingy shots that you think of it's kind of that just random, like say in between periods, but they there's so much interest in there, and I think that's something that you're obviously brilliant at, and it's what's been highlighted by a lot of people. I think when you, I guess, when you share those images, then people want to understand how you've seen them and how you capture them, mm-hmm. and I guess that leads, you know, into everything education-wise, and, and that I guess, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. if you go back to 2017, do you did you feel then like it was just the right time to start? start with education you think oh we've got something to sort of give now or did, did someone just ask you to speak and you thought oh, okay we'll give it a go or how, how did that journey even start well we said that we would never do anything speak anything or do any kind of like workshops or anything until we'd been going 10 years that was 
that was important to us, wasn't it? Mm, just to find yourself a little bit. Mm. I mean, when we started, so we started in 2006. Mm-hmm. And back then, I mean, the wedding industry was completely different. For one, there wasn't really social media out there. And it was a very um, closed community. Like the only wedding photographers we knew of were the ones in our local town. They were the, that was the the style. That was everything that was out there, and it was it felt very small, didn't it? The wedding. Oh, industry. incredibly, yeah. At, back then, when we started, we just shot weddings like what we thought wedding photography was. We didn't shoot it necessarily with the idea of being um, like documentary photographers, or there was no um, real style going on as such. It was just can we can we get bookings? Can we pay mortgages? You know, can we survive in this industry and what and who's making money, you know, in, in in the local area? How are they doing it? So that was kind of our approach for really a few years. Yeah, when we were finding our feet and just, I would say, just paying the mortgage, you know, paying the mortgage and finding our feet and figuring out what we want to be. But we we started shooting weddings without um, second shooting for anyone. It was just like that. I mean, I shot my first wedding when I was uh, 16. Um, on black and white film um, and I just did it kind of for a friend but when we started the studio in 2006 um, it was a little bit different you know and it was like okay we need to make sure that we you know (laughs) we make uh, we make money um, and we make our couples happy I never I actually I'm from a fine art background um, and it never occurred to me that like fine art photography or kind of like real photography could be in our weddings we just it was just it was just making money and going through the process and figuring things out I guess and there was a there's kind of an advantage to the being no social media at that time you know of of any real note anyway you couldn't be influenced by any other photographer which was positive now the negative to that was it took a long term to kind of long time to kind of learn Mm. because you couldn't get to like getting to a decent level took a lot longer because you had to make your own mistakes. You couldn't like learn from anybody else at that stage. I mean, I'm sure there was some workshops going on by the photographers, but you know, you probably have to look in something like the yellow pages to find it, you know, it it was, it was, it was very hard back then, you know, and and the inter, even the internet, you know, in terms of getting weddings, it started to, it started to open up pretty quickly for us, but we was, we shot locally for a few years and, and didn't really go any further than, you know, maybe an hour. Yeah. So our influences were, um, well, we, we spoke to, we lived in flats. Um, I was in the top one, he was in the bottom one. And we like, we'd just look at uh, like uh, old movies and, and how they were shot. We'd also like pour over like um, real photographers and look at what they were doing. Um, so they were our influences mm. and that's what we were um, drawn to. Yeah, I guess we love street photography. So people like Alex Webb, you know, have a good year. These these people were Martin Parr. Martin Parr, yeah. These, these were huge influences to us. Um, but you know, they were like these photographers to get their work out to go to a library or a bookshop, you know, that they were being influenced like by that kind of style, you know. Um and yeah, slowly but surely we we started to take photographs at, at weddings which we were connecting with and meant more to us personally. Um and that kind of slowly kind of we found our way. We started to do street trips and kind of just improve ourselves outside of the wedding environment because just because if if you want to get better, you, you na- will naturally improve by shooting more weddings, but you have to always provide great content to go to a wedding. You know, you have to shoot well throughout the whole wedding day. And it's hard to take risks and experiment in the wedding environment 
um, in terms of you know stylistically. So we actually try to do that outside of weddings, and then that would naturally seep in. Although to be honest, when we first started doing it, we we're doing it just purely for fun, just to see if we could do it. And then it, it's you know those influences we started to take pictures at weddings that were like the stuff that we were doing outside of weddings. Yeah, we realized we really loved documentary. So documentary was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we wanna use that style. We wanna, we wanna concentrate on doing documentary and and kind of not completely, but it phase out a little bit the portraits and groups. So that's we didn't want our couples to book us for the portraits and groups. We wanted them to book us for our documentary. So that was kind of like one of the first stages. And then we were like, we don't want to use flash. We want we want to keep everything without flash, which was another they were just like small they um when we do these talks and we, you know uh we, we kind of talk about them like being big moments but at the time they weren't they were just like small little things that just kept going okay this is what we want to try and you know and just yeah. it just slowly slowly nobody stood on a chair and made a proclamation that from now on i won't be shooting any flash work or you know that didn't happen <laughs> it was it was just a small kind of you know what this next wedding this is how we're going to kind of approach it and those small decisions Kind of, I guess some of some of them conscious, some of them unconscious, paved our way going forward. Yeah, and I think that the kind of the, as you said, the street photography that really um, helped our work on a much more faster basis. So all of a sudden, we were kind of like taking pictures, and we were like, oh, actually, we they, they started to seep in naturally, and also you started realizing that you could see more. There was much more at weddings than than we expected. Also, the fact that there's two of us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think if you can uh, find somebody. Like you don't have to work with them, you know, enjoying a wedding. But somebody who, uh, who's a, a photographer who you really respect their opinion, if you can talk to them about your work and get like an honest kind of idea about what they think about the direction that you're taking, that helps because it's very, you know, photography is quite isolating and it's very easy to think, you know, you have an idea and think, you know, I'm crazy. This is just nuts. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue that path because it feels too risky. So if there's two of you and, and somebody else goes, you know what, I really like what you're doing here. This is this is a really good thing. You can, one, feel more confident about the decisions you're about to take, but two, you can um, share ideas and you learn twice as fast. So it, I think it's a positive thing to just communicate with the, other photographers. That's actually where the book title came from. Kind of us asking each other, like, is this something? Is this photograph something that you think that we that, that, yeah. that is a photograph? It could have been called, is this a moment? yeah essentially yeah it's it's, that's the question we always ask to each other is this something is this something that's usable is this a moment do you understand what i'm seeing am i communicating the moment uh in a way that you understand it without me having to explain what you're seeing yeah i guess it can be easy to get caught up in your own because you're obviously there physically so i guess like you say you kind of know the story a lot of times so it's like yeah does this relate to someone who doesn't know the story or do you have to explain a lot around it which makes it maybe less impactful as an image yeah we, we always when when we do mentorships a, a lot of the questions that we'll get they'll, they'll look they'll show us a picture of a of a moment and um if if we don't understand they want to put a lot of text underneath it for, to to get us to kind of explain what was happening and it's like well this is a visual medium you want to understand it immediately from just looking at it you know you don't need you shouldn't need to explain it with text you know? yeah so like when they, when they come in they're like oh well this is what was happening and you're like well yes but it's it and, and you you can't you can't just tell me what, what what happened you know it has to be shown in the composition composition is the language of storytelling therefore 
our, our, uh, the work that we do is very, very visual. So therefore we have to be able to communicate in the composition. So everything needs to be tight and it needs to be very clear. And if you kind of do it in a way where you, um, a lot of times people will have a photograph and they're, they're, there's the photograph. Do you know what I mean? Like there'll be a you picture. You can see it, but yeah. That, yeah He's that, like, that, that's the bit I was talking about. You know, that little, that little square of like, or half the picture. And they've not looked at the other part of the picture. You know, they've just kind of gone, well, that, that's the photograph. Well, the rest of it doesn't matter. And it's like, but when someone's reading it, they read everything. They read the foreground, the background. So you need to look at everything that's in your frame. And if it's not telling the story, if it's not part of the image, then it needs to be removed. Yeah. And the key thing is just to move your feet. Yeah, get, <laughs> get closer, get further away and move. You know, you don't want to just be like a searchlight fixed to one position. You know, I think we, we find often that photographers have like really great eyes to see things, but then they, they just... Um, they don't move quick enough to get into the position to actually take the, the image, you know, it, because like a difference between a good image and a great image is actually very small, but it's the hardest bit to do is that, that like that last bit of movement, that last bit anticipating it to get into the, the right position. And you know, obviously we're all going to fail more than we succeed. That's part of photography. You know, everybody's in the same boat, but the more that you can, um, see those moments just before they, they happen to get yourself in the right place at the right time, the more times you're going to take really great photographs rather than just good photographs. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, the street stuff you mentioned, I think, is interesting because I guess, you know, if you're new to industry or you're you know in that position where you're trying to shoot a bit more documentary and you're kind of, but you've still got that more traditional style maybe now and you're worried about going too heavy on documentary even at weddings you can and you're waiting for your next wedding to practice or anything like that it's like anyone can sort of do street anytime really right you just take your camera out and go anywhere and practice something you know whether it's colors or shapes or you know say have anything yeah. in your head you can just go and practice it so i guess it's it works really well for that doesn't it? in terms of like i say just train almost yeah. thinking about the your, yeah your eye to your composition or whether you you see something and then i don't know you don't quite get in the right position or when you put your camera up to your eye check you know suddenly you change yes. and you not you know getting high or low or whatever you need to to sort of get that composition so it also gives you a bit more confidence in the sense that when you're out on the street you know you don't have permission to shoot so you know on a wedding day hopefully <laughs> everyone is, is is all on board on you taking pictures so if you can get pictures on the street and you can get 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 close or you can find the composition then you can do it at a wedding you know it gives you kind of like those kind of like skills yeah it makes it feels easier yeah. If you if you if you can do it, it's, it's so difficult to take, you know, a particular type of photograph on, on in the street when you have to get close to people. You start to understand as well. It helps you with understanding people's body language and what you can do, and just your general approach on the to to the people around you. You know, you're not invisible. You actually, you know, as documentary photographers, we like to think we're invisible, but we're not. We're very much affecting what's going on around us. So just being very aware of yourself and other people and how you're affecting the scene, you know, you can really learn that. And you can learn it at weddings, but you you learn it in a, in a very kind of like uh, full on, you know, extreme version of it on the street, which therefore makes things easier when you do weddings. I mean, you don't, yeah. They will say that you don't have to do street photography to be good at documentary photography, you know, that there is, it's not a prerequisite, but you, you know, it, it's just a way of improving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It could be family photography, you know, photography sure. your family. Yeah, yeah. It can be anything. Just you know, what we're, we're, we're it, it, what we tend to do is if we're when we're on a wedding, it's like that's the the Olympics. 
you know you've got to you've got to get it absolutely right you know and or at least we try to you know photography is hard but like on a on photographing your own family or on the street or anything really it's just practice you know <laughs> you know athletes don't just go out and, and go oh, I'm going to the Olympics mm -hmm. you know they've trained so much for that moment so we need to do the same we need to train our eye and I think it is one of the big um, misconceptions about documentary photography is that you, it's just based on look and moments happening in front of you. You can't be, to be you, at weddings, you need to be consistent. You need to take images throughout the whole wedding day. And especially for, for us who kind of sell ourselves very much on documentary photography. And we, you know, even though there are weddings where we do portraits and we do groups, we don't, we don't sell ourselves on that. We don't put them on the website. Even if we really like the, the, the work that we do, we don't show that because we don't want to attract people who just, for example, if they saw a portrait that we did and they loved it, that's what they're going to want from us on the wedding day and that's going to be their priority. So we very much just don't show that work and we just concentrate on the work that we want to attract the people who like that kind of work because um, we find that, you know, it just it helps on the wedding day and, it, you know, they're into what we're into. It definitely helps because they also give you more time. Like, you know, portraits take up a lot of time on a wedding day. And if 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 you book a couple who want a load of portraits, they're not going to have as much time for documentary. And also, even if like Liam is would be there, you know, shooting the documentary, getting great stuff, and I'm doing the portraits, is what, which is what we would do. But like in that kind of scenario, it's still not got the bride and groom in it. And the bride and groom give a little bit of magic to the wedding. That So having them go off for an hour doing portraits or, you know, even 20 minutes, you know, it does take up a lot of the time and we want to be concentrating on the documentary. Therefore, we want to get couples who love documentary too and are excited by the kind of the random, unusual moments and images we're going to take with them. You know, that a lot of them love street photography. Um, a lot of them have that kind of, you know, those kind of books uh, in their house. Um, and that's what we love. We love the fact that they love photography too, not just weddings. You speak to so many photographers, and it's all a very similar thing, isn't it? Like, show what you want to shoot and everything. And but it, mm -hmm. you know, it can be harder or you know, easier said than done. But yeah, I think, like you said, you touched on it, you kind of did it a little bit over time. And the good thing at Wed, like I say, is always going to be periods where you're shooting documentary, right? Not always the same style, of course, but there's always mm -hmm. going to be those periods where you can play around with that and you can then choose what to show, you know, as you're doing it. So if, you're, if someone is trying to transition a little bit or you know, really wants to get more couples on board with that style, you can just slowly start showing more of that and I guess build on it you know, over time, which is, which is a big part of it. But sure. I, I think almost every wedding photographer is a documentary wedding photographer because they have to do some, there's parts of the, you know, the ceremony, for example, you, you, it's unposed, you know, it's happening. So you, you've got to, you can't control every single part of the day. I know there's always a, there's feeling to want to control every, every element of it. Uh, that's kind of why we, we, we did you know, do the talks and, and, and do this book is because even though it's it's unposed and we're not controlling anything directly, you can look for control points. You can look to anticipate things so that you can have a sense of control, even though you even though what's happening in front of you, you are not directing in any way. You can still find ways to control the scene itself by understanding, okay, this person's reliable. I can, you know, this, you can build up a picture essentially by understanding how to, like, it's not just random things happening in front of you and you just get lucky to press the shutter. It's all about building that image and understanding where things are going to be and anticipation. We very rarely get lucky. 
yeah <laughs> in terms of being in the right place oh in the right place yeah. Involved. Yeah. Absolutely. like I can only think of like a couple of times ever where it's just involved in perfectly involved yeah. in front of us now you still got to see it um and, that, and that's obviously very important um and, and as we were saying I think a lot of photographers can see moments and they but it's it's actually the fact that you've you can't just be it's, it's not about look it's about by be anticipating and being in the right place before it unfolds almost sensing the chemistry of the image coming together like it's that it's that that needs to, to like work on and, and reducing the lag time between first of all seeing that the potential for an image and then where do you need to be for it to be the strongest kind of fullest image possible yeah how long do you I mean, obviously, it's a difficult question, but how uh, how long will you stick at a situation? Do you feel before you kind of like actually, it's just not working? Like, obviously, there's a lot of images of yours. We've mentioned it before. With I use that phrase layering, and I use that as well. We're kind of so there's a lot of different th- you know aspects going on. You look at you think, oh, it's amazing that they were doing that thing right at the same time as they were doing this, and and et cetera, et cetera. So you kind of see that obviously, and you're great at that, and you're you're then positioning yourself, and you're in the right position. And how long are you giving it to then for each part to align? And sometimes, obviously, it just doesn't and you kind of back off for you is it based on what else is happening or are you kind of happy to stick with that obviously with two of you i guess it can help a little bit so you're not too worried about missing someone else but sure it it really depends like if if this if we just talk about street photography then i'll give it as long as it needs to be and i won't i i found something and forget about anything else at the wedding you obviously have responsibilities to kind of take multiple moments and find multiple things all the time and you so it really does depend. It, it, one of the things it depends on is how strong the moment, the potential for the image is. So uh, it's always like I, I, I think about it as like playing the odds of the scene that's around me. So if I see something that is, uh, I think, oh, this is going to deliver quickly and it's a, it's a decent image, I'll go to it immediately. If I see something that is, I guess, uh, the potential of it is of it all coming together is quite low, then I'll probably take the other pictures first, then go to it. But if I... I've found something that I really believe in and I look around me and I don't feel like I necessarily need to move off it immediately to capture something. But I think that the the potential of it is very strong. Then I'll stick with it until I feel like the moment has passed and that the chances of me getting this are, are very, very low. So yeah, sometimes I'll stick with it for a long time. I mean, we give an example in the book of actually a lot of the time we will see um, half an image or potential for an image, um, but there is, but there's nothing going with it. So you're looking for kind of like uh, like jigsaw pieces. So you see something, you're like, okay, I think I can make something work from this. I think there can be an image here. Um, I just don't know what it is. So I keep that in mind and then I'll go off and photograph other things. And then if I see something that's going to be like the second part of that puzzle, then I'm like, okay, I need to keep an eye on that. There's one element over there. There's another element. They just need to come together. And at that point, I'll have half an eye on the on the moving element to be able to get in the right place at the right time. But yeah, I'll, I'll give it as long as it takes for the most part. You know, um, sometimes they come together quickly. Sometimes it, it can take like 40 minutes of like the idea of the photograph and then the when it actually came together. But it wouldn't be necessarily that I'm sticking with that scene the whole time, but I've got half an eye on it. Yeah, it so makes yeah, sense. it really depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes um, an image doesn't have 
have kind of anything as well like you're talking about like a moment or something you've seen yeah sometimes it's nothing there's a chapter in the book called this is nothing one of my favorites actually um and that's about creating images from literally nothing like there is there's not a there's not something to even spot um so that's another kind of like technique that we use because like we said you it's it's you can't you have to you have to make your own look in in documentary photography you can't just wait around for it yeah, I guess especially weddings, like you say, you can't just kind of come away from it. Like, oh, nothing happened that one. Don't worry, we'll, we'll be better <laughs> sure. next time. It's like yeah, exactly. that couple. So at least with street, you come home with no images, or that's okay. Or you know, one yeah. image perfect doesn't. You know, obviously it's just yourself, really, isn't it? Unless obviously you're assigned for something, but in general, it's okay, isn't it? Whereas yeah, at a wedding, you've still got to come up with something, haven't you? That works. So it's exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think wedding photography is actually one of the hardest forms of photography. Because you don't get to choose where you're shooting. You don't get to choose the lighting conditions. You have to get images consistently throughout the day, at every single part. Tell it, tell the wider story. Look for what, you know, whatever you, you, you bring to photography yourself. You, you, you're looking to bring that element as well, like your selling point. Um, and, you know, it's different people. You can never redo it. It's not like you can redo the shoot again. No, it's a one-off. So there's, there's a lot that comes with doing wedding photography. And it's 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 not. I mean, I love it, and you know, part of the the, the difficulties of it is the one some of the reasons why I I, I constantly keep coming back to it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not easy. Anybody who does uh, wedding photography, I have full respect for. I think, yeah, well done. You know, this is this is not a not an easy thing to get right. Yeah, no, I agree definitely. Um, so people can pre-order the book now, right? So if they head over to seeminglyinsignificant.com, you can pre-order there. And then, as you say, 1st of July-ish, it's going to go to sort of the first print run. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's booked in the printers 1st of July. So, um, yeah, well, well, it's going to print then. And hopefully, I mean, this is the first time we've ever done a book, so I don't exactly know, sure. but they've, they've said like a couple of weeks to get it printed. And then there's the whole process. Of yeah, we, we cannot wait to see it. Like, you know, like in our own, like we've obviously been designing it for a long time and, and figuring out that kind of style of it as well. But um, yeah, just the idea of having the book in and, and it being sent off, you know, to all these places, you know, it's been, it's excelling everywhere, <laughs> which is incredible. Like, I mean, the, I think the, the biggest distance is Australia, but like, Although basically my our book is going to be more um it's better traveled than my myself and i've been to some some places yeah. so, so it's pretty it's pretty overwhelming to think it's going to be um yeah or distributed all over the world which is incredible yeah it must feel that like obviously it's like a proud moment i guess and it must be nice to kind of yeah just to know you've got that kind of reach i guess almost as well or just to know that you know that the legacy almost of the book of you know years of effort in terms of actually writing it but then obviously years of you know learning the stuff to put in it before that just to know that's kind of going everywhere and you know literally in a few weeks time it'll be in physically in people's hands it would kind of be cool and they'll be reading stuff and hopefully taking stuff from that i imagine and utilizing that in weddings literally this summer and you know yeah, probably sharing images and talking back to you about it and stuff but um yeah, it'd be quite yeah cool. and I hope people I hope it makes people a little bit more relaxed you know so like you know for the kind of the documentary moments that they're like oh you know I've got this I want people to be like that yeah I've, I've got this I've got lots of um tools to be able to keep creating documentary moments even when you know normally you'd look around and go oh, there's nothing here well there's nothing here yeah yeah I, I really hope that people will go okay like the, 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 I can keep shooting and I can keep seeing things and they, they'll they'll do it their way and then that's exciting to us as well seeing the so many different ways that people are going to interpret it you know and um, the chapter the last chapter about um being yourself and finding within within uh yeah it's going to be really interesting to see that 
Yeah, because it's if the book's not about saying that this is the way to to do documentary. It's it's our way, but really it's to help you give you um, techniques so that you can um, bring your own self. Like people will create more interesting stuff. Hopefully, if they take these techniques and the things that we kind of how we how we see things and how we implement, if they take that themselves, they're going to make more interesting stuff than we will because they'll bring their own perspective. And like, hopefully take it to another level. I mean, I, I think like everybody has been at a wedding at, at some point being, you know, doing documentary or any, any, any form of photography where you've been there at a wedding and you feel like the wedding's going really quickly and you can't see anything really interesting to shoot and you feel like you're missing moments, but you don't know what, what's going on and what to shoot. And that's a really awful feeling. Uh, and the best feeling is if you're in the zone and everywhere that you look, you're seeing moments and things are coming quickly to you and you feel like you can't miss everything you try is like really interesting. So it's it's hopefully going to help people feel more in the zone, understand, uh, give an understanding about what to look for and how to approach things to be able to maximize their own personal ability to be able to achieve kind of consistently images throughout the wedding day. That's that's the hope. That's what we're trying to. We just want people to have make weddings a bit more enjoyable for themselves, you know, and take away that kind of stress on the wedding day and that fear that they might have going to it and that trepidation. Well, okay, you know, you don't want the wedding just to be like, I need the wedding to deliver stuff for me. You want to be able to, I'm going to deliver stuff to the wedding. I don't mind where the wedding is, what the weather's going to be like. All of that is, you know, all of those things are opportunities rather than. I need things to be a certain way for me to be able to achieve the maximum of myself. Yeah, I love that. I love that it's coming out in like peak wedding season as well. So I'm going to be able to like read it sometime in yeah. July and then like sort of start putting that stuff like say in like, you know, you, you know yourself probably you sort of watch a course, you read a book, you know, course, anything like yeah. that. You get inspired and you want to go and then do that. So um, yeah, it's going to be nice. That it's kind of coming out right then. So you've self-published this, right? So you guys kind of you know, obviously written all the content and pulled it all together and are you are you going to literally get a ton of millions of boxes from like ups yes. back for yes. your house and have to ship them all then is that yeah we're doing yeah. them all ourselves you know we looked at, we, we thought about going to someone but we really like the idea of having creative control over everything um and, and not having someone else like i don't know want to change anything or not understand something you know like it's 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 very much kind of like our our like our thoughts our process and it's been our baby for the last uh, what three years ish mm. you know and um, and we just felt like um, we knew how we wanted to to kind of present it to the world um and and actually the self publishing process has been it's been really exciting and we're actually a little publishing company now seeming significant is a, a the very small uh, yeah. <laughs> publishing company yeah, the smallest one in the world I think yeah. the smallest you can't yeah. get much smaller <laughs> but yeah it was a really interesting process and something that um if someone wanted to do um I would I would say that it was definitely worth pursuing hmm. yeah so I mean obviously it's a lot of work but like I say there's something about a physical book isn't it? I guess like say you kind of go into bookshops and you know I do it all the time and buy just random a lot of times photography books but you know any random book that i just say oh that looks interesting and it's less you know it might not be a new book it might not be you know could have been written or shot any time obviously a lot of times especially street stuff a lot of it's very you know very old but it's like something about a physical book more than like an online course it just feels a bit more of a kind of real thing doesn't it i don't know what it is but it's... you can go back to it again and again and you know Sometimes I find that you know, I've listened to photographers speak and I've, uh, you know, or read it in a book. I, I've read it once and been like, okay, but then I've read it a few years later as well and had a different kind of appreciation of what they're, they're saying. So I, 
you almost like learn twice from it. Like you learn the first time and then you go back to it as a, a as you've evolved as a photographer and you learn again from it. And just having that kind of thing that you can always go back to, it's, it's in your house. You, you're buying something, you own it. You can, you know, read it as many times as you want. You can look through it. And, and there might be elements of this book where people will read something and they'll get it and other bits they'll be like, you know, okay, I know that or or they might be learning from it in a few years' time, you know, when they've evolved. So, you know, it's, it's the same process for every photography you now. Yeah, there's, only, there's, no different. The, there's 22 contact sheets in there. So um, we, well, one of the things that we really wanted to, to do in the book is to show the process of taking the images and not just showing you a final image. Because, um, you know, when you look at like uh, Alex Webber or whatever and you see his images and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, but, but how did it happen? You know, it's like a magic trick. Um, well, we'd like to kind of show like, how it was like dissect it backwards and you can see how it all came about so in some of the instances you can see that there was literally nothing and how we built that from and then you can see like you know as spotting moments or spotting half pictures like like Liam said you know so you can see the process and that was something that um I really wanted to do because I'm obviously from a fine art background as well and I remember like looking at pouring over contact sheets you know I mean I we both started with film so <laughs> so we we have those kind of like that love of contact sheets anyway and we thought that would be a really fun way. We've also done it in talks as well, where we've we've dissect, you know, we've had pictures come up and shown how they all kind of progress. And, um, and it's, people have really responded well to it. So we went back into our archives, into all the raw files, um, and found the kind of the the process behind some of our favorite images. Yeah, I'm excited to see that because I think that's that, like I say, it's very it's gonna be really interesting because it's like I say it's not something you share often. So you kind of just see that finished image and you when you talk about things in a way, it's quite hard to describe sometimes, isn't it? That like oh, I saw sure. it this way mm. and did this and did this. So being able to see yeah. that kind of process a little bit in like you know, an image will be really interesting, I think, and that probably adds a lot of value to yeah, what to the words, I guess, doesn't it, of what you're saying and kind of all yeah, coming together. So. Yeah. yeah, and there's 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 contact sheets at, at all stages of the it's in the method section, um, from the getting ready all the way to um after the first dance and beyond, you know, where people are just hanging out, um. So and it's and it, we talk about how you can get images at every stage of the wedding day as well. Your so you've just been announced you're going to speak at Nine Dots Gathering this year in November. Yeah, in yeah. Leeds. That's nice, it's in the north as well, so that's yeah. handy for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Are you are you coming? All right. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. If I bring Amazing. my if I bring my book, will you sign it for me? Yeah, yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people nice. have asked. We have a uh, an additional kind of comment section that people have asked for the signatures in there. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was amazing that people are asking, but we didn't expect it. Uh, so we didn't put like a, a thing to say. <laughs> Please, you know, you can, you know, like tick box yes. sign here. But actually, we're finding that, you know, just talking to people that they actually do want them signed. So uh, if anyone does want them signed, then, you know, send me a message. <laughs> that could be uh, problematic if everyone does it. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably, yeah, you don't want to necessarily promise it if you then suddenly everyone's like, oh, yeah, I might as well have it signed. And then it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, really say, nice come delivery day, you're going to have to, like, not, yeah. not only box yeah, them yeah, all up, now you're going to have to sign them all. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's yeah, cool. It's already, yeah. You can do it in person as well as you'd like. Yeah, I'll bring <laughs> mine with me that'd be good okay. yeah um, that'd be cool yeah excited to speak again then have you spoke I guess with COVID and obviously things like that it's sort of stops off a little bit have you been able to speak much recently or have you got so plans last to year, speak wasn't it? yeah so last year hang on was it last year we did Doc Day yeah we did Doc Day last year yeah and then um, oh no and also Bodoff Bodoff yeah um, oh yeah and mm -hmm. um, we did TPS uh, sorry the photography show <laughs> and uh, what else have we done a residency we did the residency so we did quite a bit last year didn't 
book anything really for this year um, because we wanted to concentrate on the book. Um, but then, you know, Nine Dots got in touch and, you know, it's uh, it's Nine Dots. Um, and we're going to be doing kind of a critique kind of session, which would be cool um, nice. for kind of like, we, I think critiques are really valuable and I think live ones are, are really interesting. So yeah, people will be sending us uh, images and we can like help them because composition is is one of our favorite things, I would say, mm -hmm. like in terms of photography, we love seeing compositions come together, yes, hence the, the content sheets, um, and also see other people's compositions and how we can help them. And, you know, just move. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a move to the left or the right or up or down, you know, small things can be really tiny little mo like little, little things yeah, that happen, yeah. movements. Um, or it can be like, oh, okay, so what you were, I, we couldn't quite understand what you were saying in this, but actually um, this is interesting. You know, sometimes if someone is really struggling, particularly at like, They've got an image, but they don't really know. Perhaps people will send us things that are kind of like, uh, we thought this might work, you know, rather than being confident. There might be people who are absolutely confident and like, you know, I think this picture is great and, and then get a critique. Or ones that are kind of like, oh, I was trying something. What would you have done, I guess? Yeah, I think it was, it's like you say, you can see people talking about it and things like, you know, obviously read it in the book and, and things like that. But when you see it on your own work as well and you're kind of able to talk a little bit about it, so you can say, well, yeah, what were you trying to achieve here? And oh, I can see what you were trying to do. Have you thought about, like say, you can move a bit and maybe exclude this or what's distracting in here and taking away from the main moment or whatever it is. And that kind of, when you see it for your own works, obviously, I know for me anyway, obviously I remember shooting that image, for example, it's kind of, yeah. it brings it home a little bit, doesn't it? Because you can see that actually, oh yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think about the time because I was rushing a bit or I didn't give it enough time to let that evolve. And that actually, now you're able to like, in retrospect, kind of look at it, that makes sense. And then hopefully next time you go out, you that's in the back of your mind. And isn't it for the si similar situation? Like, okay, I'll give it an extra minute or I'll think actually if I step a bit yeah. to the left or the right or go a bit higher or lower, like, you know, does that help and so on? So yeah, it's yeah, always really valuable. Have... We do mentorships and in mentorships, we'll look at people's raw files. And that's really interesting. That's the, like, that's the most, I think that really helps you when you're kind of like looking and trying to help someone and guide someone to be able to like look at their content sheet. So to be able to go, oh. See what was happening in the environment around that moment. Yes. Like, yeah. It, it's so, because then you can really start, you can hone in on things, you know, because you, if you, even if when you look at one photograph, you, you can make suggestions, but like, when you have the environment around it, that really helps, which mm. might be something that we ask for actually for these. Oh yeah, things, that's uh, a good idea. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. hard to part with raws, isn't it? Like, but yeah, it, does, yeah. it makes sense. Not brave it's... enough though, it will help yeah. them definitely. It's it's the it's and and we're, we're we're all learning, and and photography, as we've said, is really hard, particularly wedding photography. So there's no there's no shame at any point, like showing us a raw file that you're like, oh look, this isn't quite working. It's like well that's that's great that's how we learn you know mm -hmm. we learn from our mistakes yeah definitely yeah. oh well i'll look forward to that then that's um yeah it's gonna be great so you're so you mentioned your mentoring so you're sort of running everything through seemingly insignificant.com now right you're yes, like right. training yeah. and mentoring and stuff like that so people can just jump on there fill in the form and get in touch with you if they're interested in kind of mentoring yeah it'd be really cool up. if after people have read the book then they have like more questions and things yeah absolutely yeah i can't that's my thing i'm most looking forward to like the feedback from people like you know we've only had um alan law so far read the book who's a photographer apart from us um so it's going to be really interesting to kind of like to get perspectives from all these other photographers and all different styles and, and everything that they do and find out what they thought of the book and what they what was their um their biggest take and what what that what hopefully what was their light bulb moment yeah that's good yeah i heard your podcast episodes and it came out yesterday didn't it, on monday whatever it was with 
uh, from the this is, this is Repertage one. So I'll link to it below as well because obviously it's, um, you know, cover a lot of the book on there as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that like, no, is it nervous that no one's read it? Is that like a, do you think it's fine? Cause I feel you trust in what you've written. Yeah. So it's not, not like, not too worrying, I, I guess, but yeah, I guess because it, some of it is based on, um, like talks that we've done. So there, it's like a, various ones that we've done. It's kind of, I guess, like the, the, the foundation for it. So we, we've had feedback from the, the talks that we've, we've done in the past. So we kind of know that people like engage with the, the content, but I guess this is the, this is, um, like the most in-depth fullest and hopefully the the best that's been expressed before um concise so as well most like, concise way yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so uh, yeah i'm um and a lot and obviously alan read it which was great and you know his and being a documentary photographer as well it was really interesting to to hear his thoughts um and and he was he's yeah he said nothing but great things about it and um he actually read the 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 first draft in terms of like we he's there's some things he's not read um because we uh, added to it afterwards um so there's there's at least like five or six pages that he's not read at all mm-hmm. um from some of his feedback and just sometimes you know you, you're looking at something you're like oh actually we need to fill in that that kind of um section um and then also we were um we've had a lot of fun taking photographs over the last few years to try and fill in the gaps of some of the things we wanted to say because you know, we needed like a getting ready humor picture of a bride. So we were like, oh, what, what, what have we got? And then we kind of like found it by, I, I, we weren't trying exactly to do that, but I guess by being at the weddings and, and having it in your head a bit like street photography sort of kind of started happening. Yeah. Um, so some of the pictures have happened because we created things. We had a joke at the very last one before we went right no more was that mm-hmm. like, there's no chance we're not, there's no other sections. So you've got to bring something completely new. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke. It was like a, com- a completely new photograph that's really different and unexpected. Um, and Liam delivered. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it is amazing how if you put yourself in the right headspace, what things you start to see, what images kind of unfold in front of you. So, yeah, hopefully that's going to be a, a huge factor in, in how people respond to this book. But we'll yeah. see. It's all exciting. Yeah, it's all yeah, exciting. I mean, literally all weeks as well. Down. Yeah, a month now, basically, I guess, right? Pretty Sort of roughly till yeah. people kind of start yeah, getting yeah, copies. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, I can't wait. Um, I hope people send us things on, on Instagram, you know, like tag us in things, like of what they're thinking, you know, because they've tagged us in like, um, bless them, like just the, uh, the pre-order uh, website page, you know, or like they've linked to the, um, the book pictures and all that kind of stuff or the, or the videos that we've made, the reels. Um, but the idea of them actually having the book in their hands <laughs> and being able to then say show it, you know, like you see, you know, street photographers do it all the time where you see them like, you know, who we follow and stuff. And then they'll have their book and people have it in other people's hands all over the world. So that I'm very excited about that. I'm really. Um, and some of the people have expressed so much excitement, <laughs> which is amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we're very humbled and honored by um, by what people have said um and the fact that they trust us considering they haven't read it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a good thing yeah yeah it's, they're only this they're only taking our word for an alan's you know yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna yeah it's gonna be it's amazing that they trust us on that yeah yeah so it just speaks a lot to your like keep using the word legacy but i guess your like history in the industry as well doesn't it like say the talks you've done and the you know various other things that you've kind of done and just your work in general people kind of like we want to learn from them so yeah, so no brainer to buy a book for you know a pretty nice. small fee really when you consider it. So, so yeah, I think that's yeah that's exciting. I'm looking forward to getting it. Yeah, so head over to seemingly in in blah, blah, blah. 
Right. <laughs> we'll get this right. Oh, we'll we get had this, this right. issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely name, but it's... Yeah, it's tricky. I'll get it. Yeah. So yeah, head over to <laughs> lost it now. I've lost it. I'm back. <laughs> head over to seeminglyinsignificant.com. You can pre-order now before July, I guess, and then you'll hopefully have it in July at some point. So Yeah. yeah. And right. you're shipping around the world, so anywhere anywhere can do that, yeah. Anywhere, anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, we've had some amazing places. Um, Qatar, Israel. It's like we're like, wow, you know, cool, and yeah, uh, yeah it works. Uh, the, how it works is the, the shipping is worked out automatically, so there's nothing that you need to worry about, and, it, and it'll just tell you how much. So, yeah, you built the website, right? I'm not going to ask you how you um, managed to do the shipping, so I imagine it was a headache, but um, that's good. So Actually, at least it was just an through. app that you can oh, get cool. um, okay. on WooCommerce. Yeah, <laughs> um, nice. but yes, we built the website. Um, everything is so much easier when we first started and I had to make like shops and stuff, like, oh my god, it was so difficult, and now. It's so much easier. Um, and yeah, WooCommerce is brilliant. And we just have it through Stripe um, all secure and it all works lovely. Cool. Amazing. Thank you so much. I just want to finish very briefly. Since we talked, you talked a little bit about No Flash and I'm always interested in it. Some I've, like, again, not not a transition period maybe so much, but like, uh, you know, I always try and do a little bit of No Flash on the dance floor as well as then sticking with kind of some safer bounce flash and a few other things that I kind of, you know, chicken out a bit and fall back into at times. But um sometimes it works like okay for me other times it's trickier like what what sort of challenges do you find with it like i i'm with you on the stance of like it keeps the atmosphere and and like say how you remember you know a dance floor isn't brightly lit generally and you know it looks you know you've got crazy colors sometimes and you've got that atmosphere so i think with you know not using the flash captures that brilliantly um but what like challenges do you come across and what how do you kind of overcome them yeah, I mean, firstly, we do love flash work. We just don't do it, mm-hmm. or we don't do it anymore. Yes. Um, we when it started, um, it because uh, when did we? Yeah, um, ago, probably uh, 10, 10 years ago now. We we actually, I mean, it's a lot easier with ISOs to do it now. But yes. back then, um, we made the decision to do it, like you're saying, for the atmosphere and consistency, and we wanted it to. You know, this it looked when we moved to flash, it looked slightly like a different style. And it wasn't in sync with the documentary work or the street work we were doing. So we wanted it to be as consistent as possible. And there's already two of us when it comes to trying to keep it consistent. So removing that element helped us. Um, but it's, it's not to say that we don't like flash work. There's some amazing flash photographers out there. Um, and, you know, there's lots of different ways of doing it. But, yeah, we decided to remove it. And uh, for the first year, because it was a transition transitional year whereas the, there was the work that was on our website was actually flash based the dance floor and we had to deliver those images to the people that booked so um i i got rid of the flash on my camera dom shot flash for a year slowly i basically learned how to photograph consistently in varied conditions because some dance floors are very easy to to photograph on with without flash and some are extremely more challenging so it was just understanding how light worked how to set up the camera, where to position yourself, depending on where the lights are for the dance floor. I mean, usually there are um, there is some form of light by the uh, from the from the DJ coming off. So it's understanding how to uh, manipulate that light correctly to 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 light the people on the dance floor and understand where to stand for that. Um, the the problem is that every dance floor brings its own challenges. So it's you know you can have a uh you, you could remove your flash do it do a kind of wedding on the dance floor and, and find oh actually this is pretty easy and then the next one you do and you're like, oh wow this is really complicated now we've uh as of uh was it last year yeah we moved on to the 
XH2S uh, Fujifilm system, which has made actually shooting on the dance floor a breeze for us. <laughs> so like I could give a load of outdated information about how to shoot on it, but actually if you get, I mean, I'm sure the, I don't know because I've not used it, but the modern Sony's and this this system that Fujifilm have produced, um, it allows you to, I, I mean, I can even put on eye tracking on the dance floor and I, it will um, focus and on people on the dance floor that I can't even really see with my own eyes. So that helps. And the ISOs now allow you to go to kind of, I mean, typically on the dance floor, I don't even like to go 3,200 to 6,400, you know? I don't really like to push it further than that um, just because I I don't like too much grain on it. It starts to affect the, how the color works. And also if it goes too bright, it again starts to be not the true atmosphere of what it was. I will more often than not uh, slightly underexpose the image if necessary and then up it, boost it a little bit, up the exposure in Lightroom to actually get that little bit extra kind of leeway. Which is actually not, you know, when we first started, it was, I, know, I think it was the Canon 5D Mark Mark II II. was one we... Yeah. yeah, and, you know, so when you can... When when uh, when you can take images without flash in those scenarios, in, that, in the difficulties that we had then, that now things... It's just getting easier and easier. Yeah, it's a breeze now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is but she's wonderful because you know it's, you don't want to be thinking, oh, this is how on earth am I going to do this? You just want to be getting the right moments and getting them for the couples. So it's but it, I would say that the the time that we spent that year where I shot Flash and Liam didn't just and he just experimented until he was happy. Hmm. And there's, there's there's issues with Flash as well. Difficulties. With, it's not as if it's just so easy with Flash that you know the the, the timing. They said the whole different set of issues by having sure. Flash. So. Sure, you gain kind of like I guess um, you can have more control over the light that you you want with flash, but you lose other things. And then with shooting with no flash, you actually get you gain things too. So there's a there's a compromise. Um, and sometimes yeah, it's it's it's, it's tough. But uh, with the modern day cameras, there it's a lot it's a lot easier with the focusing systems because that was one of the hardest things was the focusing and understanding. You know, you don't want it to just be searching on the like that's a nightmare. So understanding where to where to put the focus to be able to consistently um have it lock on is is really a big part of that. And using obviously you need to have fast lenses. Thing, you know, and one of the reasons why we really love moving to Fujifilm is because it's an APS-C sensor. Basically allows it to be uh, a lot more focus wide open. So you can um, you can work at like wide open apertures and still have more focus than if you did on a, a full frame camera. So there's just you know small little decisions details make it easier. So it, yeah, that's another thing that we think about as well with the APS-C sensor. We use it for layering. You know, it helps with that kind of thing as well. In so low light. In low light, and yeah, because layering is. Is quite an important part of our work. You know, it's something that our couples expect. That's the thing you've got to think about. What you, you know, our couples expect. You know, layered, um, busy frames um, and uh, humorous frames. These are things that our couples absolutely um, they book for they us book for us for. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's about um, making sure that we consistently can deliver on that layered imaging. But it's basically multiple things happening in the frame at the same time often but not necessarily quite on different planes of focus so this this the, it might be that sometimes you're combining kind of 
big elements, big stories, and sometimes it can be very small interactions that are going on, and the image becomes uh, like more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So that's kind of how how we're approaching it. In understanding how these elements are interacting with each other consciously or unconsciously in the frame and how things affect each other just by being in the kind of their own orbit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, those, some of those layering shots aren't really going to work on like full frame 1.2, are they? Do you know what I mean? So you've got to, yeah, you've got to have that, uh, you wouldn't see anything in the background. So yeah. Exactly, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I look forward to reading about it all in the book and um, yeah, putting some of the stuff into practice. So thank you so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy at the minute and um, yeah, I look forward well, to uh, pleasure. Thank you. watching your stories. It'll probably be about two weeks worth of unboxing videos that you share and, uh, <laughs> from everyone, but uh, it'll be... <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice to see it. I'm looking forward to getting a copy. So yeah, I will be putting up on um, on an Instagram when I get kind of like the proofs through and everything because I can't wait to show people what it's going to look like. You know, it's so. Yeah. It's so you don't get like you don't even get one copy like to start with type thing. I suppose you just have to print them all together. Do you? is that how it works? Yeah, you, yeah, you get, get some proofs. You get proofs, yeah. but mm-hmm. you, know, you don't get the full finished book. You just get like renders of it, and yeah. understanding of it. But yeah, not not really. You just got to wait until it's done. You know. Which is it's very exciting and um, crazy. I mean, like, you know, we started with, you know, as we said right at the beginning of today, you know, we started with kind of like um, getting books out of the library and looking at them, you know, and pouring over them. So the idea that we will have our own book um, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Cool. Where are you shipping it to then? Who gets to see it first? So you're shipping it to the studio and then meeting there. Is that the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll see yeah. it first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll probably see it first. Yeah, yeah, being closer. Yeah, yeah. Being closer, yeah. <laughs> nice, perfect. All right, thank you so much for your time, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, weeks, and weddings this year, and everything. And the book, obviously. Good luck with everything, and I will. I'll see you in November, I guess, at the gathering. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for asking us to be a part of this. No it's problems. Really awesome. It's a great, great podcast, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's been so much fun. No problem. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you later, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast show. We hope that you did on top and go. Oh, halfway through the episode. We hope that you'll join us next time. That would be mighty fine. We love you. Bye bye. <laughs>